Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't, you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike Show yes, and are. the Bulldog. WGR Sports Radio 550. Just got an important notification from my phone, I will say, if not just on my phone. It says, you drove the most December 1. See more highlights. Oh, my God. My phone thinks it's a highlight of my month that I apparently (laughs) drove a car for more minutes on December 1st than any other day in December. Oh boy, my the re- it just feels like when I'm not chasing our new puppy around, all I do is close is, is clear notifications and close pop up videos on, on ProFootballReference.com. I've got a phone slash personal device problem that maybe we can talk about at some point later, or maybe even I don't know after the football season. Yeah, I mean, let's I, let's I, wait I, for the season to end. <laughs> Hopefully I, that'll be a while. Such an unprecedented uh, thing that's happening with my stuff. I can't even stand it. Well, I'm eager to hear about it. Yeah, I'll bet. Matt Harmon is with us. I don't know if Matt's eager to hear about it. He's with us on the Western Hotline, receptionperception.com. Came up through the Yahoo streets. Has been a uh, a go-to for us, especially when we want to talk about Stefan Diggs. And guess what, Matt? <laughs> it's another Diggs week. <laughs> I wonder why I was getting the text. Yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was not sure why I was getting the bad thing to come on this week. I, I couldn't possibly get. <laughs> well, I mean, much to your credit, you were squarely on this guy's elite before he was even a Bill. And, you know, he was known and a good player. I'm mm-hmm. not sure as many people thought he was elite. Uh, but, man, I mean, it is still a 100-catch, 1,000-yard season here, but the numbers have come down. And, Matt, Buffalo is asking, like, what's up? And the Bills are kind of sh- sort of shrugging it off. You know, it's it's extra coverage, and we want to get some other guys involved. I don't know. What are you seeing from this offense and from Diggs that, you know, we, we would find interesting? Yeah, it is really funny because if you look at the end of season numbers, and this is something that I talk about with wide receiver play all the time, like typically we forget 
we, we spend so much time, and obviously this is what I talk about all offseason, you know, uh, is receiver play and everything. In those months of the calendar year, we forget that when we're actually in the thick of the season, that the week-to-week production, I mean, especially fantasy players know this, but just everybody, you know, should be aware that the week-to-week production is not going to be like a steady constant. There are like ups and downs, peaks and valleys. And, you know, if you look at the end of season numbers for Diggs right now, obviously we've got a week to go and, you know, potentially playoff games coming up, but it's 152 targets. That's just two fewer than what he saw last year. We're probably going to be in a situation where we can say by this time next week, Stefan Diggs had more targets in 2023 than he did in 2022. But if, if you've been paying attention the last you know month plus now, it's not going to feel that way because he's an extreme example of these peaks and valleys. I mean, if you had asked me after the first, six weeks of the season if I was on this show. And, hey, I mean, time's a blur. Maybe I was on this show. I, I don't know. I mean, and I would love chopping up with you guys. So, I, if I was, I was probably excited to be here. But, you know, we'd be talking about Stefan Diggs, like, having a career season. That was the sort of pace he was on to start the year. But things have really petered off lately. Um, and, you know, I, I do find the Bills kind of handling of, of talking about it a little strange, you know. I'm sure you guys are way more embedded with the situation than I am. So, yeah, it's, right now I would say it is one of the biggest mysteries um, in the NFL. You know, again, we can kick around like different theories and everything. I will say just, just for my end of it, the reception perception end of it, you know, I've talked about it on our show with James Coe about last week, and we, we touched on it again this week when we were talking about the five most valuable receivers to their respective offenses. When I watch Diggs, when I when I chart his routes and, and just look at, like, is he getting open? Is he getting separation? I don't see a declining player. I don't see a guy that, you know, is a, a right around age 30 or anything. Yeah, he's 30. I don't see a guy that's declining or falling off from that standpoint. You know, there have been a couple of near misses the last couple of weeks. It's been the Chargers game, the Patriots game where, you know, between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, where if the ball place is just, you know, slightly better or maybe Diggs is in a slightly different spot, like we aren't necessarily having this conversation. So um, there's a lot, again, there's a lot of factors in play. I do think the snap count is the most bizarre thing. Um, and, again, I'm sure you guys have already highlighted on your show. He's been under his typical snap rate the last three weeks. And that's the part that I don't get because, I mean, Unless there's an undisclosed injury, you know, there's an unreported injury, and, you know, you, you spend enough time around this game, you know that teams do funky stuff with the injury report, regardless of what they want to let you, you believe or anything. That stuff is not it's not infallible. Unless there's an unreported injury, it doesn't really make sense to not have your number one playmaker on the field at all times. Yeah, you know, we've talked a lot, a lot of folks from early in this week already, Matt, and even going back, I'm sure, while I was away last week, holiday week, um, you know, talking about this snap count and tracing back to week 10, the Bronco week, there was a back injury that had him limited in practice. That was the only time he's been uh, had a designation on an injury report. He played in the game, and there's never been another designation. So, like that, okay, Man. well, maybe that's it's a back injury, but he can get through practice. So I don't have to declare it. But he, here's this I thought of this last night after making that, that, that point I just made again yesterday is the way they're using him when he is on the field, like bubble screens and and you've got a handoff last week, that's not exactly shielding him from contact if you're worried about some sort of an injury that's lingering. So I'm not sure that really adds up. No, I'm glad you pointed out the back injury because uh, I do say this a lot on our show. I was actually just making a 
uh, a joke with my with my personal trainer yesterday who had a back injury. I said, you know, ain't nobody used to have a bad back. Once you have a bad back, like you have a bad back. Uh, like it's just, it is what it is. It's not an injury that you can just shake off. So that is an interesting point. But you're right. Like I was just saying this today about Puka Nakua. You know, a guy that he needs what like four catches, five catches, and thirty yards to to break the all-time rookie records for catches and yards. And I would say I hope that the Rams don't go out there because this is a guy who does take on a ton of contact with the way he plays, and he actually has the collegiate industry. And like, trust me, I am crossing fingers, toes, and knocking on wood over here that I'm not speaking this into existence. But I hate it when teams go out there, like, in a situation where they want to get the guy the ball, and, like, the solution is bubble screens, you know, rush attempts, stuff like that. I get that. It can help your quarterback and receiver just kind of get into a rhythm and everything. So I do respect that part of the logic. But at the same time, you're right. You're exposing him to contact. You're exposing him to, you know, potentially take some of the biggest shots. You're also just like, this was a problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers offense a few years ago. Not that they've solved all their problems, you know, in the post-Matt Canada era, but they would have these receivers specifically like Deontay Johnson run these, these short, shallow crossers. And he had a ton of issues with dropping passes over the short middle of the field because that is where you're, even in today's game, which is not nearly as violent as it used to be, you're still most likely going to take contact. That's where most drops occur over the middle of the field like that. So I don't know. You're right. that It doesn't really explain if there is an underport injury, the back injury, although that does week 10 kind of line up with our timeline here of when things started to fall off. I don't know. I don't know if that, that totally explains it, just given the, the type of targets he's been getting. Right. Matt, one, Matt Harmon, our guest, one thing, for me, it's the thing about the Bills right now uh, with all that's on the line here, possibly going from, what, what six and six to the two seed on Sunday night. Like, what a, what a move. But, yeah. man, it's interesting to me how they're doing it. They change offensive coordinators. The one knock on Sean McDermott here has been too conservative, like big games, sort of philosophically. And the Bills have become more conservative offensively, leaning into James Cook. And you're seeing these games on Allen's stat line that just don't even look like it could be possible for Josh Allen. You know, seven completions in the one game and just very, very modest numbers. Can this keep working for them as you see it? I mean, whether you'd you'd make this about Kincaid or Gabe Davis or some other compliment to Diggs, even Cook as a receiver, or do you think maybe like they are winning? It's tight, but they're winning. They can get there with this more. I mean, their neutral situation pass rate has plummeted in in recent weeks. I I just have my doubts about whether that can win big for them. I, I'm kind of with you, and I will say one thing that is very fascinating about the Bills and, and Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, change. I, by the way, I, I'm a fan of Joe Brady. I like Joe Brady's offense when he was with Carolina. I thought he was kind of scapegoated there uh, by the Matt Rule Panthers as that was sort of falling apart. And uh, oddly enough, actually, Matt Rule's biggest complaint, at least publicly with Joe Brady, was that they didn't run the ball enough. They wanted to get back to, like, ground and pound football, and Joe Brady wanted to spread things out and, and kind of, you know, spread and shred type of situation. Again, just ironic that we're sitting here now yeah. like, is Buffalo going too conservative? But I think that actually is an, it, it, kind of to my point with Joe Brady here overall is that typically when we see coordinator changes in season, you, like, and I, I emphasize this on my show all the time, you're not about to see them scrap everything and start back at square one and, and go to a whole new playbook because, like, at that point, the playbook is the playbook. The plays are the plays. The route combinations are what they are. There's not a ton of time in season to totally overhaul everything. That being said, I think if any team has come pretty close to doing that, it is the Buffalo Bills. Like, 
you're so right to point at the neutral pass rate. You know, uh, I, they're not looking anything like sort of the condensed team uh, that they were when they started the season. At the same time, they're not looking a lot like that 11 personnel every play, every single play like they were under the final weeks of Ken Dorsey. So I really do think they have actually been in sort of like a discovery mode of what we want to be under Joe Brady with some of these new threats. Because that's another part of this Diggs conversation, too. I think, like, part of Diggs' complaints in the la- like at the end of last year and stuff like that is, like, well, we go to me all the time, but we only go to me, like, in inadvantageous, inefficient looks, right? Like, when, when somebody else needs to step up in those situations. As much as we talk about receivers as wanting the ball and wanting the ball, like, they do want the ball in advantageous and efficient situations. I don't think that was always the case in Ken Dorsey's offense. But, like, this year we have seen guys – step up like I you know Gabe is an inconsistent player but he's able to have these big moments I really like Khalil Shakir as a slot receiver obviously they have two impact tight ends James Cook has been now I don't want to say like a revelation but he's had a great second season they have a, they officially have counter punches right now and multiple counter punches where they haven't had that before so I'm with you overall I don't think that they can be the team that they were against the Chargers they can't be the team that they were against the Patriots and make noise in the playoffs. Like what I need to see in week 18 is I need to see you unlock Stefan Diggs. And, and this, this should be a game to do it. If you think about the Miami Dolphins, the last couple of weeks, they have been shredded and tested by slot receivers. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys got CD lamb for one big route, a uh, big yards after catch play on a deep pattern as a slot receiver against Cater Kohu against the, the Miami Dolphins. Now, they never went back to it. They should have gone back to that match. Oh, we lost Matt. We'll we'll try to get him back here, but just uh, dropped mm. off. Mm. Well, I, I think I'm, I'm waiting to ask him about Davis, um, like moving forward. Like, I know it's not necessarily the time for that, but we're almost through another season, and his contract is going to be up. And I, I wonder, um, like, what, you know, what, what Matt what he's worth? Of, yeah, yeah. Like, is is he worth committing? You know, the number two receiver type money to? Like, what's the marketplace going to be like? I, I guess that depends on who else is out there and available. But there's going to be some big names. Um, so I'm I'm curious about that. Uh, very much so. Uh, you know, again, it's not necessarily the most pertinent thing for this week's game, but. Um, you know, we got a guy that's a receiver expert. I'd like to yeah. know what he thinks Gabe Davis is worth. <laughs> Matt, Matt, we lost you there. Let's 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 bump to Davis and just sort of sure. his value at this point. Coming contract year, it's been up and down like it always has been. Um, what do you think his value is? Yeah, it's fascinating because I think that the discourse on Gabe Davis has sort of like swung through multiple extremes. You know, mm-hmm. we obviously remember he was really hyped up going into that 22 season where it's like, all right, he's come up for a touchdown game. And I mean, in, in fantasy draft circles, he was really, really, really steamed up. Um, that was a little bit too high. Those expectations were a little bit too much, but I think what we've seen out of Gabe Davis is that like, he is a, he's a useful player, right? I mean, number one, he is an asset in the block, in the run blocking game. He's probably their best blocking receiver. Uh, so he's a guy that doesn't need to leave the field because of that. And he is a, a vertical receiver who adds a legit dimension in that way. I think he's probably best as, like, your number three receiver. Um, But he can play the X. He can handle vertical routes. I mean, look, like, uh, no disrespect to this player, but, like, MVS got – Mark Gonzalez-Scantling got three years, $30 million in free agency. Like, I I think Gabe Davis is a better player, right? So, I think that's kind of the bucket that I would put him in because while he is a volatile guy, he's certainly a player that – 
um, again, he hits the open market. He's going to get a lot, a lot of money. I'm not sure that Buffalo needs to like go all out to keep Gabe Davis, but I, I do think he brings a legit dimension. With Matt Harmon, receptionperception.com. Tyreek Hill in this game, uh, Matt. So he has had an incredible season again. He's been in and out of the lineup here lately. Injury report. He had the adversity yesterday with his house actually catching fire, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that is, factors into the the pro, you know the projections for this week or anything. I'm not trying to say that it should, but is Tyreek Hill still like peak Tyreek Hill here? And how can the Bills do a job on him? What's possible? Yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder if he is also you know another guy that has been nicked up this season. He's actually been on and off the field all the time. Um, you know, part like part of me worries. You know, with all the pre-snap motion that they do with with Tyree Kill, while it's cool and it's, I mean, not even cool, it doesn't do it justice. It's like or one of the most exciting things in football when they get a player like that in pre-snap motion, especially the full-speed motions, and he's able to just then run these dig routes and stuff like that. I mean, it truly is unbelievable stuff. At the same time, they're putting a lot of miles on the guy, like literally just not even from a from a when the when the play starts. We're talking about before the play starts. He's doing a lot of moving around. You know, if you're like a sprinter, that that is something that that adds on you and weighs on you. And again, we've seen him deal with a lot of injuries. I'm not saying like he's running out of gas here towards the end of the season, but we know he dealt with that ankle ankle injury against uh, the Titans on Monday Night Football, and he just is a dramatic like dramatic presence when he is on and off the field. The splits are extreme, so uh, I do kind of wonder about that. And and look, he's he's another guy that. We haven't seen the production necessarily be the peak peak here at the end of the season. It's not quite even close to the dig situation, but there's no real like taking Tyreek Hill out of the, the game plan. Like he's going to get his, I mean, even like if he catches that pass in the end zone against Baltimore, maybe we're talking about a very different game. That was kind of when the floodgates opened for Baltimore on the other side of it. And they were able to take out Miami. Um, but yeah, the, the injury stuff, I definitely have my eye on with Tyreek Hill because you know, when he's not operating at the height of his powers, this team is just plain and simple, not the same, not at all. Um, you know, and, and we don't, we're likely probably not going to get Jalen Waddle in this game. If I had to guess right now, it, Miami's coming into this game real beat up guys. Like that, that's the thing here for Buffalo. Like this is an opportunity for them because of all the injuries, not just on the offensive side, but you know, both Miami's pass rushes are down. Xavier Howard's banged up. Like there are areas where Buffalo has an advantage um, especially if Tyree Kill is not at 100%. What else is there receiver-wise? You know, you mentioned, like, you would expect Hill to get his, uh, you know, if he plays, and you expect him to play. Um, but, you know, without Waddle there, maybe the Bills can, can devote a little more attention to Hill. Yeah, not a lot. Honestly, like, this is a really light receiver depth chart. We're talking about Robbie Chosen. You know, he's not Robbie Anderson anymore. He's Robbie Chosen. He's on this team. Um, you know, Braxton Berrios on the team. This is not a lot of, like, not a lot of counter punches in Miami when they don't have Jalen Waddle. Waddle's not even necessarily had, I think he's been fine as a player, but he's not like been as productive as you probably would have thought he would be because so much of the plane has been to, been built around Tyreek Hill. There's actually more interesting splits, I think, for Miami when you look at when Jalen Waddle's off the field, the run game becomes more critical. And obviously last week, that, that void was filled by Devon Achan. I think he is a pretty big potential matchup breaker for Miami in this matchup because again we're we're looking at him as somebody that when when Jalen Waddle's not out there 
They don't necessarily have like a number two receiver that's just going to step up and, and fill that void, right? Nobody projects into that role. They don't even really have what I would say is like, like a quality number three on that team. So that's where A-chan becomes more important. And obviously, if Mostert's not out there, it's that you can 10x that sort of uh, importance for him. So he's definitely somebody I think that Buffalo has to not just think about Tyreek Hill. You've got to come up with a plan for this guy because we know, I mean, even though they blew out Miami last time, he still had a pretty big impact on that game. Right. Matt, before you go, I want to tell you how much I enjoyed your chats with Austin Eckler uh, this year. It, it was obvious that you enjoyed them as well. It'll be an interesting offseason for him, right? And it's, again, a year where veteran running backs, you, you wonder just what will happen. Saquon Barkley, do the Giants really pay up for him again? Probably declined. Henry and Eckler, man, it, it looked like a rough year for him. And he's got he's at that age. He's not big. Uh, I don't want to talk you it, try to talk you into something. I'm not trying to do that. I just wonder, like maybe you know what he thinks of his fortunes going forward. Look, I, I, you know, number one, I, I appreciate the sentiment, Mike. And yeah, obviously, it was it was super fun to talk to him. I mean, it's always great. Like I, I love doing the show with him. But I will give him a lot of props because look, like it's a it's a fantasy show with a fantasy football audience. It's a lot more fun to come on that show when you're running back one overall, <laughs> Austin Eckler, and not like Austin Eckler putting up single digits in, in PPR performance, Austin Eckler. Like, that's it's, it's a much different show, but the guys brought it every week. He has great energy, has a great attitude. Um, and, you know, the final episode that we did in regular season, we'll, we'll still reconvene uh, probably at the Super Bowl is, is, is the guest for the season finale. Um, you know, and, and so obviously I think Austin will give us yet another sort of update there, but, you know, I think he was pretty straightforward with his thoughts on the final episode where, you know, he's saying like, look, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm probably hitting free agency this year, probably not returning to the chargers. Um, you know, even though they have, they'll have a new front office this year, new coaching staff, the, the guess is he's probably not going to be back there necessarily. So, you know, for him, it's all about the opportunity, right? Because this is a guy that, I mean, obviously he does the show with me, but, He's, he's got other ventures. Like he owns businesses. He owns his own business. He like shares in restaurants and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of things that are, that he can focus on outside of football. So I, I do think if the right opportunity is not there, like he could potentially think about not playing next year. Um, so for me, it's all, I mean, for him, I think it's all going to be, what is the opportunity? What are, what are teams willing to, to give him both from a financial perspective, but also like a playing time perspective too. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know, he mentioned, like, I don't want to come in and be on somebody's practice squad. I don't know if he's going to necessarily be, like, a practice squad candidate, but um, <laughs> obviously I think it would just depend on the right offer and the right situation. But you're right, man. The, the running back market was crowded last year, theoretically. I think it will be even more crowded this year. And, you know, unfortunately for the way the season went for all those guys that you just listed off, I don't think that, that they did a ton from an on-field perspective to sort of change the narrative and change – um, the way that the NFL front offices and ownership and, and organizations approached the position last year. Mm-hmm. You're saying that just reminds me that Leonard Fournette is sitting on the Bills practice squad here as we reach uh, Week 18. Yeah, well, and he it, was around forever, and he was he was on the streets forever. So, yep, like, yep. as much as I say, yeah, maybe Eckler's not a practice squad candidate or any of these guys, but like. You know, you get to a certain point in your career, and, and, and that's sort of the reality that you're facing. I, I, I would say that if Eckler finds himself, if Austin finds himself in that situation that Leonard Fournette was in last year where I'm sitting around forever waiting for a call, and the only call is, you know, week whatever it was, week 10 or something, that, yep. uh, you know, they added Leonard Fournette to the practice squad, I, I think that we can safely say that that is not something that interests this particular player. 
Very good. Well, as an avid fantasy player, I was. I, it's it's great credibility when a player, and especially someone as articulate and just you know bright as Eckler, uh, sort of if you will, enters the fantasy space. And so, credit to yeah. you for uh, making making that possible for us. All right, Matt. Well, happy New Year. Thanks for your time, and uh, onward. Yeah, happy happy New Year to you guys. Appreciate you having me. Sorry for the uh, click off in the middle there. You know, it's just. When you get me rolling, sometimes you know even Verizon wireless services like, all right, that's enough, buddy. Let's let's be a little more succinct. But no, I appreciate you guys always having me. Um, hopefully, we get a fun uh, Week 18 game. I think we're in for a pretty big one with Buffalo and Miami. That's for sure. Let's go turning a negative into a positive right there, Matt Harmon. Thank you, Matt at Matt Harmon underscore BYB on uh, Twitter. I still call it Twitter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think everyone does. Everyone should. Why not? 803-0550 to call in. The Bills offense, Diggs, Davis, we've been over everything here. Your perfect Week 18 looks like what? Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, back after the update. Sal at 5. This is WGR. I mean, it's the same offense. We were just clicking. We, you know, we clicked more than we did all season that game. You know, I feel like it's that simple. I always had the same confidence I had when we were up, you know, 48 to 20 is the same confidence I had, you know, even when we came up short. I mean, I know what we're capable of and I know what we can do. I know the players that we have and trust all those guys fully. So I don't look at any of the games as if, you know, I feel like we're, we've always been the same offense. We were always just, there were some inconsistencies that. Gabe Davis who went for the first touchdown in that first meeting. Bills 48, Dolphins 20 back in week four. Stephon Diggs, six for 120 and three 
in that game. Remember how the, the Dolphins had that number four in there filling in right. and Diggs just destroyed him in that game? Right. No Jalen Ramsey at that point in the season for the Dolphins. He's there now, but no Howard. I don't remember if Howard was active in that game. I think he was. He was. Cater Kohu was the guy. Yeah. And there was right. a there was a play early in the game. I didn't know who he was. There was a play in the game where he maybe, maybe got a, a penalty in pass coverage, but before he realized that, he went into all the incomplete, you know, he went into all the demonstrations, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's a bad look. When you're, when you're, yes. you got to make sure you didn't get a flag first. <clears throat> yes. Before you I go agree. showing off, celebrating yeah. your defensive play. Here I, is, my favorite is when a guy does that when the ball is like five feet over the receiver's head. Like, look, yes. look at me, incomplete! But, ah, psych! Yes. Dude, shut up. That is great. You know, I was going to get to a call here, and I, I still want to, just a second. I was watching a, some highlights from the Patriot game, and that one long one, no, there's the long one to Diggs that it's overthrown. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one where Allen is on the run, and he throws, lofts one for Diggs over the middle, kind of deep, and the ball hits Duggar, maybe. It hits the defensive players. Yeah. It, it, it hits him in the back. Yeah, it's right between the hashes, the play, if, I, if I'm thinking of the same play as you. And in the highlight I saw from like a field-level shot, Diggs started talking to him right after the play was broken up. I mean, that's not even broken up. It just hit him. He was what? chasing Diggs, and the ball right. was underthrown, just hit him. Yeah. And, and Diggs started talking to him, like, you know, what, what might he have said? You're lucky. <laughs> you know, I, right. Don't go, don't go talking uh, after that one. I had you. Uh, but the ball was way short. Yeah. All right, here's Kevin next. Hi, Kevin. Hi, uh, thanks for having me on. And um, aside from all my best ball losses that Shope has forced upon my life, I really appreciate your show. (laughs) Thank you. All right, I've got to think about that. (laughs) (laughs) All the damage you've done. Um, So so I I, I actually wrote up some of, actually before the show, some of my fear bunker thoughts. And then I turn on your show, and you mentioned wanting kind of the, the perfect scenario and kind of positivity, um, which is probably better for my mental state. Um, so I All wrote right. up a little on that. Um, this might be unusual, and I, I wrote like 500 words, so I think I can fast talk my way in a minute. Uh, and feel free to cut me off if I get too boring. But Wait, cool I just kind of you, your read. your plan here is to read an essay. A little bit, yeah. I, yeah yes, yes. I don't know. Maybe I should post it somewhere, but. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of more, you know, getting the the negativity out of my head because I about running the ball. Um, is it cool if I just well, kind of read what I wrote? Is there any way you could just sort of know what you think and sort of drop a couple of things? Like, you do you want to lay out what you hope happens or what you hope doesn't? Yeah, yeah. I think I think large, largely I'm just a, afraid that um, kind of. Joe Brady, I don't think to me, has demonstrated in any way that he's actually better than um, Ken Dorsey. Okay. Um, in, in, in that the reliance on the running game, especially after kind of the Dallas game, has kind of really scared me. Um, you know, we play big 60% of the snaps because we need Sherfield in as a ninth offensive lineman. Um, <laughs> you know, break. Uh, Brady runs the ball way more in neutral situations. I mean, you can do that in, a, you know, creative ways like the 49ers or Dolphins, but he kind of just calls the same three plays over and over again. When we do throw the ball, it's effectively a running play too because Allen is, you know, making these one-turn bubble screens. So we're 
effectively taking the hands out of our best players mm-hmm. and best player and second best player in Davis's hands. And I, 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 I'm kind of worried that, you know, since the Dallas game, that kind of confirmed what um, kind of McDermott's always wanted. And well, what that, has, it, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Kevin. I just, we're, you know, we'll, we'll let you go here, but thank you. Like that, that is my concern also. Yeah. It's a, tr- it's a troubling trend. Um, you know, I'm I'm um, I'm feeling good about this game and the Bills in this matchup, and it's not entirely because Miami is injured. It's more because I I think they would have reason to believe that they can throw the ball effectively on this team, and that maybe a lot of these concerns and the callers' fears uh, will be alleviated once you see them do that. Um, you know, I don't know that that's going to happen. You know, I thought that was going to happen in the Dallas game, frankly. I remember talking a lot before that game about, like, the one box that Brady has really not checked, or maybe it was after the Dallas game uh, in the run-up to uh, the Chargers game, is, like, that explosive game from Diggs. We still haven't seen it. And, you know, like you said earlier in the show, Mike, like, teams since Diggs got here have been trying to take him away and rolling coverage his way and all that. And, it you know, the Bills have always managed to fight their way through it. Right now, they haven't, and I, I, you know, I don't know if that's from some lack of effort, of more focus on like the caller and you've been saying on the running game. Um, I guess I sort of feel like they they know where the switch is and will be able to flip it when they need it, and that can be risky. I mean, it, it might it might be that there is a definitive philosophical change that I don't want to accept yet because I think it would be insane to, like, shift that dramatically. I know what these games have looked like, and it is not just one game anymore. It's it's game over game. Uh, but I still think matchup dependent, they can throw the ball on Miami, and they'd be crazy not to try. For me, that switch flipping, there, there's just no way in my mind they wouldn't have done that two weeks ago or last week. Both these games were too close for me to think, like, well, should we should we – whip out the you know the air assault here and that's not ex- I, i'm exaggerating what your point was but it's just mm-hmm. that that's why i'm worried because they it w- this would have happened already the dallas game was an anomaly because they were so far ahead and so like you're off the hook for rushing the ball all day they couldn't stop you and there was no reason to stop doing it but the other the other games since have been really close even kansas city was mm-hmm. they, they couldn't get anybody off in that game uh but Kadarius tony lined up offside and they won and you know good thing the props in this game, you mentioned this with Joe Ostrowski, like talking about digs. If if you think the Bills are ready to blow up on offense against the Dolphins with all their injuries. Hit and some of that and get fat. <laughs> that is a common sentiment with Miami's injuries and the history with Allen and this team. Listen to the numbers. Allen's passing yards, 243.5. Diggs receiving, 60.5. Davis receiving 35.5 with a lean on the under. People are betting the under. Kincaid, 34.5. People are betting the under. They're betting over 20.5 for James Cook. Minus 120. Shakir, 24.5. Like, have at it. And I'm not, tr- I'm not tr- trying to start a fight with anybody, like sort of talking a little bit aggressively about how I am not expecting that. But I'm not. You know, even with Miami's problems, I just don't, I don't think this offense has that right now. And they had better be able to be efficient and get their takeaways and play their defense like they've been doing to win a close game here. That's kind of how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm, I haven't gone shopping yet because uh, the game isn't until Sunday night. But I, uh, I think I'm probably going to lean into you know sort of how what I just said, and not even just go the overs on the sixty. Go look for like the alternate totals, and and you know I, I won't go crazy, but like maybe dig specifically. Just sort of bet. What am I betting on? I'm betting on that. You, you did you use the phrasing squeaky wheel earlier? Yes. Like like that that that's it. Like it finally they're going to shut everybody up. Uh, about this and so get on it like i'm i'm i think that's worth you know that's worth 10 bucks to me like with you know with a couple other things built in that hopefully hit um you know how i like to do it <laughs> as long as you still have the 10 bucks after having lost it each of the last 19 weeks on digs i mean just right. he's not even squeaking as far as we know but right, right. you, you want to sort of maybe guess that he yeah we're squeaking we're squeaking <laughs> we're squeaky exactly yeah. exactly john is next hello john Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually wrote a 1,000-word essay <laughs> that, that I want to read, if that's okay. Good grief. Okay, so um, my uh, perfect scenario is just one game and one game only. The stars are aligned for poetic justice here uh, with the Ravens-Steelers game. So the Steelers are playing the Ravens' backups, and, uh, you know, their butts are on the line, the Steelers. So... If they lose, it would be perfect because what happened in 2004, I believe, when the Bills mm-hmm. were playing the Steelers' backups at home against the Steelers, and we lost and we're out of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's let's just hope that that all falls into place because that would just be poetic justice at its finest. And that's all I got to say. Thank you, John. The thing about that: so if Pittsburgh loses and Jacksonville wins, one o'clock against Tennessee. A loss to the Dolphins would mean playing the Dolphins again. And to some extent, I have to think that changes the way the Bills would play Sunday night. Maybe not. We'll we'll maybe find out. We might not even find out. It has to be that particular scenario. Mm-hmm. One of them wins, one of them loses. Uh, but especially if it's Pittsburgh, because then the Bills will know the night before that they're in. And I just I think while there's there's a, a lot to gain with home field, that's really most of it, isn't it? Home field, like oh, yeah, it's home it's home field and the potential to even play the championship game at home too. So it's right, the same point. you're going to have to beat three good teams. Good is relative. Mm-hmm. You're at home. You might get the Texans, and you might like that a lot more than having to go back to Miami. Or having to go to Arrowhead if it ends up that way. That sort of seems right. Mm-hmm. But you still have to beat Baltimore, probably. You'll still have to beat Miami or Kansas City again, probably, like to, to reach your goal. And so I think that can maybe mitigate how a team would see it's not really the players, it's coaches, how they would see the importance of a regular season finale. Yes, there's a stake, division title, pride, and again, home field. But really, the matchups, I don't think, are so dramatically different. Two versus seven, or two versus six. I happen to not want to see the Bills have to go to Kansas City again, but uh, I'm not sure the Chiefs want to see them either, right? Like, right. nobody right. wants to see them. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's all about just getting at home. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they'll know, like, if that scenario plays out, then they'll they'll know the potential is there to play Miami again. But the way to avoid playing Miami again, like back-to-back weeks, 
is to beat them. So beat them, how do you beat them? You use all your stuff, right? I mean, the downside is you do that and you still lose, and now you got to go back there and you got into the bag. I mean, I, I don't know. I, um, you're right, we probably won't know. It's not like, like, you know, someone could ask the question directly and you're just never going to get an answer. Like, did, did, did playing them a second week you know, or the possibility of that change the way you approach the game at all or even in the game? And there's no way you're going to get a straight answer on that out of anybody. You're just going to get a no. Right. You're just going to get a no. That, that'll that be the straight answer. What, you know, you can decide whether you believe it or not. Um, and, you know, I, I happen to think that they'll they'll just they'll leave it all out there. The 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 I, I think being home for at least two weeks potentially uh, is massive for this team, I think. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Thank you for your calls, John and Kevin. Getting connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. Back to your calls coming up. Sal Capaccio in about 16 minutes. This is WGR. Yes, what a week. The Bills aim for a fourth straight division title and a great setup in the AFC playoffs through a season when, at times, that didn't seem even possible. Miami has had a good year and has gotten a lot of credit, and this game will determine whether any of it mattered. (laughs) Sure, they can lose and go to Kansas City and win and then go to Baltimore and win and then come here and win. That won't happen, though, right? This is... This is the team they have to beat. They have to conquer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine, imagine we're in, we're in their shoes, right? Like, what'd you say? Fifteen years since you've won the division. Here's a team that's won it three years in a row. They're coming to your place. The stakes are obvious, and I think we'd be. I mean, we we might be, you know, debating about resting guys because we're already in like they are or whatever. But man, you, you'd you'd want it. You, you'd expect the team to really want it. Just shut everybody up. You know, you, 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 in one fell swoop, you, you accomplish a lot. You topple the Bills, you beat a team you've had trouble beating, and you beat a good team. Right, all at once. 
see if they can do it. Noah is with us. Hi, Noah. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good, man. Good. Um, I wanted to go off your point about your concerns with um, Diggs and Josh Allen and the offense as a whole. Um, my my thought process is that if we're still able to win games without heavily relying on Josh and Diggs, to me, I would say that that's a good thing to me because it means you have other options to win games and not having to rely on Diggs and Allen. And then do you think that Joe Brady is running the ball so much to get the league thinking that um, we're a run offense team to set up the play action um, in through the Miami game and um, in through the rest of the playoffs? And uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure. I do not. I do not think the Bills would have the nerve from 6-6 six and six forward to just the whole thing's a big setup. Uh, I, I do not think that, but I – I, what they're doing is different, and maybe it'll work. I just I worry that I, I don't I don't think it's an act that their passing game is so limited. It they just it wouldn't it doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't have turned to it if they felt like it could win for them here in recent games. They've they've squeezed out wins against two of the league's worst teams. Let's be honest, bottom five teams maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's about to that's about to change. They they also have. A couple of good wins not that long ago also. I'm clinging to switch flipping. Uh, like I, 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 that's not to say I think they've been turtling. I think they've, they've thought they could win these games uh, uh, away, and they've managed to do it. Um, and I, I just I, – I think matchup specific, I think they'll, they'll remember the success they've had throwing it all over this team and throw it all over them. Let's uh, let's hope. That would be fun. Yes, it would. Sal Capaccio next here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.